Thank you for joining us on the Children's Church of Christ podcast. We're glad you're here, and we hope that this message speaks to you in a way that helps you walk and live in community with God and in His kingdom this week. God bless you in your journey. think I'm on? I'm on? All right. Good morning. I hope everybody's doing good. Uh, I apologize from the get-go. I I don't feel great, but I also want you to know that I'm really excited uh, about this this topic, uh, and it's really, really important. Uh, So, because of that, there we go. All right. Because of that, uh, I, I just want to get, can we go to the previous one? Okay, no, the previous, the other way? There we go. All right, so um, Stephen uh, is a really interesting story. Uh, something that we don't necessarily like to talk about all that much. Uh, I think that there's some things that we're going to look at that are a little disturbing. Uh, but also at the same time, I think with that, uh, disturbing it isn't always the worst thing that could happen. Uh, hostility uh, isn't always the worst thing that could happen. And there's a lot of things that we see with what happens with God and his people where, where we do feel uncomfortable. But sometimes with our uncomfortability and the things that don't feel all that great, uh, God's able to do pretty powerful things. And I, and I think that that's something that I'm looking at while I see this, and I think it's something that, that, that's worth looking into. Uh, Drew did a really, really good job getting us ready for what was happening in Acts 6, and, and then when we were listening to the story before, uh, t- talking really well about how, about how, how um, there was a need, right? And the need was coming from the Hellenistic Jews. And, and what they were seeing was is they thought that People were getting more portions of the food, and it, and it, became, a, it became an issue, and it became a pretty big issue. Uh, and again, like Andrew was talking to us uh, several weeks ago, we're looking at around, you know, uh, 10,000, 20,000 people. Uh, and, and if you've ever been to a big event and you're trying to get out of that event and getting through the people, it's not, it's not, an, easy, it's not an easy task. Uh, so there was probably a lot of, a lot of issue. And whenever you arrive and they don't give you the food that you want, it's uncomfortable, right? If you feel like you're not being treated like everyone else, it's uncomfortable. And so they try to get this issue resolved, and everybody was in agreement at that time. Uh, But there was still hostility. Uh, There was still a lot of hostility. And the members of what was called the Sanhedrin, uh, I'm sorry, the Synagogue of the Freedmen, which were for the Jews from Cyrene, Alexandria, Cilicia, and Asia. And we say to ourselves, what does that even mean? And I think when we're reading the Bible, a lot of times when, when we see it, we could probably go over this passage pretty easily and not even think, think twice about it. Uh, but it's saying this in Acts chapter 6, around verse 6 or so. Uh, but this is a map to kind of tell you why we're saying this and why we think that this is important or why it's something that we might need to look at, okay? So with the very first thing that I circled right there is Jerusalem, okay? So that's where we're at. This is uh, Cyrene, Alexandria, Cilicia, and then Asia. 
And if you look at all of those places and you try to bring those places together, what they are is they're all around the Mediterranean Sea there. And as they're all around the Mediterranean Sea, what you're able to see is that those were, those were slaves, Jewish slaves from that place that had been freed. So what they did was, in their hostility, what they saw was, you tell me to keep the Sabbath and make it holy, but my slave owners are telling me no. And I, I'm trying my best to keep that idea. I'm trying my best to keep that thought in my head. And, and, and what we do is, or, or what the people did was they doubled down. And they're like, I'm willing to be punished for this. I'm, I'm, willing, I'm willing to give my life for these ideals and these, and these thoughts. And, and I want to I give my all to God. And then Stephen comes in and he's talking to him and they're like, oh, you're not talking right. And what they do is they begin to put issues on him. Think of, oh, there we go. All right, so they, this, they, they bring charges against Stephen and, and these charges are at the Sanhedrin. And the Sanhedrin, if you guys know what the Sanhedrin is, that's great. If you don't, uh, it, was a, it was a panel of judges, okay? You we're looking at like maybe... Uh, 11, 20 judges in a, in a huge panel uh, together. And you can kind of think of like a judiciary committee maybe or, or even the Supreme Court, but larger. Uh, so, so just trying to get an idea of, of a grasp of what, what we're dealing with is, is some pretty intense stuff in Jerusalem. Uh, really intense stuff. And what they chose to charge Stephen with was blaspheme against Moses. The other thing that they wanted to say is that they were giving words, he was speaking words that were against God, which were the two charges. But the kind of the true fact of the matter is, one of the biggest things that they were worried about was they were angry because they were changing their entire way of looking at life. Their way of customs, their ways... Their ways of things that they doubled down on in life, they, 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 instead of tripling down, he says, okay, let's look to a new kingdom. This kingdom where Jesus is king. And, and they got real angry. So if you guys, uh, the, the kids with your, with your uh, papers... We're getting into the part where Stephen is beginning his speech. So what Stephen does is, instead of being indicted by the Sanhedrin, he turns around and he decides that he's going to indict the Jewish community. Okay? Sounds like a really aggressive talk. And it is. And we're at Acts chapter 7. And I want you to know before we get going real deep into this, uh, this is a lot of text. Okay, there's, there lots, uh, there's, there's so much that we can get lost in. There's, there's a ton, Acts chapter 7 is, I think, 60 verses, and, and it's just, it's, it's full of information. Okay, so, uh, so we're getting into that part. Stephen starts to make his case, though. And what Stephen does, the very first thing that happens with Stephen, and, and, and what did I say that he blasphemed, who did he blaspheme against? Does anybody remember? Moses. He begins to gloat. Does anybody remember another time in the Bible where someone began to glow? Moses. 
right? He went up into Mount Sinai and he came down and he began to glow. And, and then and it's really interesting how that kind of comes together in this, in this passage to me. Uh, but it's really, really interesting what Stephen begins to say, though. He starts off by speaking about Abraham. And as we know, Abraham was the father of our faith, right? Or the father of the, father of the Jewish faith. And you sit there and you look at it. And, and Abraham was given a promise. And he was told, get up and, and leave. He gets up and leaves. And he follows him with that promise. But he never has a bit of land that entire time. Not one bit. He was told that he was going to be uh, a father of many nations and it would be like the sand of the seashore, right? This huge, amazing amount of information that, they were, that he was about to have and this amazing amount of, uh, 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 of, of descendants and, and people were going to be talking about him forever, right? And they do. But then he moves on to Joseph. And does anybody remember what Joseph was? Joseph was sold into slavery by his own brothers, Right. And as he's sold into slavery, he, he's out there and, and God gives him all of this wisdom. And, and with all of this wisdom, he starts making his way up from being a slave up to the up to the highest person, the right hand man of Pharaoh. And as he's sitting there talking to all these people at the right hand, the right hand of Pharaoh, he, there's a famine that comes out and, 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 he, and he starts showing his way to the people of God. And, and you sit back and you go, you can't make this stuff up with how amazing God truly is and how he leads his people. But then it turns around and, and they go back into slavery again. And it's hard. <clears throat> but then the person that he was blaspheming against Moses, or that they said he was blaspheming against, he spends the next amount of time, these next several verses, talking about Moses. And while he was a child, or while he was a babe, uh, they, were, they were already in slavery. And, and think of this. Uh, he's born, they're killing all of the babies, right? And they put him in a basket and push him across in a river, <laughs> Like, how many moms are going to be willing to do that, right? How many dads are going to be willing to do that? This is intense stuff to think about how deep into all of this that they truly were to be able to decide that this was a good idea. But yet, again, you cannot make this stuff up. God is with him through all of it, and he gets to see how God's power starts to move and work inside his life. And, 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 and he's learning from Pharaoh. He's learning, he's learning the ways. And, and as a man, he, he gets confronted by a person, and, and he's like, I'm going to stand up for my Israeli brothers. And he stands up for him, and he kills him. And then everybody's like, are you going to kill me now? And, and, and he gets scared and he runs away. And whenever he runs away, he's he's in the wilderness and, and, and he's there. And God comes into him with a burning bush. <laughs> Flames again, brilliance, amazingness. And he goes, OK, all right. What I want you to do now is I want you to go and release my people. And they come out of Egypt as slaves. And, and you know about the plagues. You know about all this wonderful stuff. And he, and he frees people. And they're going, into the, they're, going, they're going towards the promised land. And he goes up and he's on Mount Sinai. And he's talking with, Jesus, with God. And he's getting the Ten Commandments. And he comes down. And there's idols. There's, there's, there's difficult things. 
And people look to God and we give them all these answers to look to God and then they turn around and then they just choose to follow and reject God throughout all of it. And that's what Stephen says. Stephen aligns the long-term rejections of God's promises where people have decided to reject that promise of God throughout all of it. But then the prophets with the rejection of the Messiah. And as you look at the rejection of the Messiah, what ends up happening is, is we look at this entirety of, of the information and we say to ourselves, what in the world can we get from this? Guys with hostility, with difficulty, with issues, we're in a really cool spot where we're learning out a lot about ourselves. We're learning a lot about who we are. And we're learning a lot about what the Spirit does in us. And guys, guess what's going to happen? Because God's in us and He's with us, Satan doesn't like it. It's going to get hostile. There's going to be times where people are going to talk to you about something that you don't really feel all that comfortable about. There's going to be things that you're going to look at that you're not going to be necessarily all that keen about the direction or the thoughts that people have about things. And guys, guess what? Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, was able to see how the Spirit is able to work in us and through us and with us no matter what the circumstances are. And we're going to see a pretty grave circumstance here in just a second. A really grave circumstance. And, and, and the true fact of the matter is, is that when Stephen aligned these things, like Josh said, they covered their ears and they started to gnash their teeth and they said, we do not want to hear it. Are we going to be people that don't want to hear what the Holy Spirit has to say to us? Are we going to be rejectors of God where we see the pattern and the path of God working through ourselves so amazingly and we look at our life and we know there is no way this happens without the hand of God in there. No way. But then turn around and reject it? No. No. We're going to be people that are aligned with the Holy Spirit and say, guide me because He's in us and He's with us. Right? And then they stone Stephen. I don't want to make light of this uh, by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, this was not romantic. Uh, it wasn't a stone. Right? They were boulders with really big men throwing these boulders. And it was gross. And it was nasty. And I don't, <clears throat> I don't want to just say they stoned him and, and move on. This was, this was bad. Real, real bad. But one really amazing thing that stands out to me whenever this happens, Stephen looks up and he sees Jesus standing. I don't know how often uh, you think about kings. Uh, if you do, that's awesome. If you don't, that's fine. But if you've ever imagined a king, 
most of the time, my imagination of a king goes to a guy sitting or a person sitting. And that, that person's sitting and he's ordering decrees. He's listening to the, the thoughts of the people. He's, he's, he's ordering, right? All of these things are happening whenever the king is there. We don't see a king standing very often. And whenever the king stands, everybody else stands, right? Uh, Jesus, the king of kings and lord of lords, See Stephen, and he's like, good job. Good job. Guys, Jesus stands for us right now. And he looks at you and he says, good job. Good job. If we're walking with him and the Holy Spirit and we don't try to take any of that other stuff for granted. And I, and I want you to know that whenever we see all of this and we try, to, we try to reconcile what in the world is happening. It's, it's, it's kind of hard to look at this and see this wonderful thing that happened. But we're going to see a little bit later when we turn the page in our Bibles that there's some really cool stuff that happens because of this. Maybe some stuff that wouldn't have happened if this didn't take place. And as horrible as it is, as horrible as it was, what Stephen saw was God with him and God in him. We look a little bit later in Hebrews chapter 11, and I know that you're like, why are we going into Hebrews chapter 11? Uh, Hebrews chapter 11 goes through all of these wonderful people of faith. And as they talk about these wonderful people of faith, they, they, they mention Abraham. They mention, they mention all of these people. But then they, at the end, they mention Stephen. And then he says in chapter 12, right after he finishes, and you remember what we said last week, or not last week, but the last time I spoke, when you see a therefore in the Bible, it's some really important stuff that's going to happen. He says, therefore, since we're surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that, uh, that slows us down, especially that sin that so easily trips us up, and let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame. Now he is seated in the place of honor beside, uh, uh, beside God's throne. Think of all the hostility he endured from the sinful people when they won't become, uh, when then you won't become weary and give up. After all, you have not yet given your life in your struggle against sin. Guys, how do we sit around this huge group of witnesses and see this faith of these wonderful people before us? And we say to ourselves, I want to be a faithful person to God. I want to endure 
Whatever it is that the Spirit wants me to endure today and whatever it wants me to endure tomorrow for the sake of Jesus Christ. My heart and my soul, I I give you control. Take me, consume me, consume me from the inside out, right? Let, Let justice and praise become my embrace. Right? Let, let what I do be the most amazing thing that I can be in the power of God. Not for my own vanity, but because God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son so that I don't have to perish. God gave Himself to me so that we can live forever. God gave Himself to you so that you can live forever. And this kingdom, this wonderful kingdom is what it's all about. And he says, seek first that kingdom and its righteousness and every single thing will be added unto you. Look for it. Look for it. Look for ways that you can see how God is able to work in his kingdom through you. And you say, man, I don't look a thing like Stephen. What we need to do is be people that are consumed by God's power. Consumed by that spirit that shows this world that God is really, really good. It's a really powerful story. One that I need. And I think sometimes I get caught up in what it is that I try to be about with God. But I think just being with God, walking with him, seeking first his kingdom. If I just let him do what he does, he'll do it. Giving giving the reins of your life. Let him be the king of kings and the Lord of lords in you. Let him take you to wherever it is that he wants you to go. And if it's right here, then it's right here. If it's over there, then it's over there. But don't be afraid to let God take control of who you are. It's a daunting task, but one that Stephen took with a lot of pride, and he sees Jesus Standing on behalf of him today. Uh, If you've got any need that we can help you with, we would love to do that. Uh, Thank you for your attention. I really appreciate it. I'm going to say a prayer and then uh, we'll stand and sing. Lord, we love you. Uh, We thank you for the fact that we can come to you, that we can come and and be a part of your, your kingdom. Thank you, Jesus, for being the King of kings and Lord of lords. And Lord, help us to run. Uh, this race that you've marked out for us. Help us to be endurance. Help us to have endurance and keep the faith uh, and, and look to Jesus no matter what. In your name I pray, amen.